My apologies for a subpar audio quality. We have some issues, but this week we talk about fan-made games. If that sounds interesting to you, sit back, grab a drink, or a glass of water like me, and enjoy this week's episode of The Wasted Youth. see something for that anime just little sidebar every time i see something for that anime on social media it yeah. like physically hurts like what? because of how invested i was in the characters and how all that shit went uh-huh. down oh, like fuck, okay. so you guys, you've seen it. Yes. yeah all right yes we're gonna try not to spoil yeah, it yeah oh we won't but like god damn <laughs> what is it on Jackie, so super deep in, yes. Jackie's yes, fucking dead. Dude, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. just like, fuck, man. I thought he was gonna be like the side character for the whole game. Well, and they like they don't <laughs> drop that shit for the rest of the game. Like that sticks with you. It's it's clear that it yeah. like had an impact on your character. Oh yeah. no, I'm sure. It's like I'm sitting here like, oh well, okay. I guess that's what this kind of that's what kind of what the whole like aesthetic of cyberpunk is. Yeah. And. I, I'm getting really into it because it's like the idea that, like, to me, cyberpunk is almost like peak punk in general. Yeah. Because it's like the world doesn't care about you, and also everything's uh, futile. Yeah, you have like you have this much time left, right? Yeah, Make good use of it, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And and like you can't like fight against any of the systems there in place. They're yeah. You know, a Which fun... Is like, the theme of the anime and the game. Right. Like. Yeah. You'll see it more as time goes on. A fun segue with this. Um, it's news-related, so we can kind of do first. our... Oh, sure, sure. Then sure, sure. In order. Yes. Shotgun. The uh, sober one. What are you 
Well, you see, Holy I'm doing water. this 10-week sober <laughs> challenge. It's not a sober challenge, but it's a 10-week challenge to my family's church. And it's a 10-week don't drink on Saturdays. It's 10 weeks of no alcohol, <laughs> no marijuana, which, okay. Um, <laughs> basically... I mean, I know um, like, it's super prevalent in India. Like Delta know. 8, Delta 9, they classify that as recreational. Okay. Well, Delta 9 is, like, just real. That's, that's just... Yeah, but <laughs> they classify that as recreational. Um, so I've made a goal for myself. By the end of these 10 weeks, I gained 10 pounds of muscle. So... This week, uh, my lovely drink is a slamming strawberry muscle milk protein shake and some oh, water on the side. 120 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm higher than that, bitch. <laughs> I thought you weren't supposed to be high. I thought that was the whole point of the challenge. <laughs> well, now that you fucked it up, you can have a drink anyways. <laughs> all right, let me go to a liquor store. Real quick. <laughs> all right, all right, I what you drinking? I have Pendleton Rye Whiskey. It is aged days. 12 years. It's uh, from uh, Oregon, right? And that's where I was born. So it's it's a cool Oregonian brand. Nice. Uh, I feel like cool and Oregonian is like oxymoron. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> it's like the closest you can, can get to being an Oregonian. <laughs> in the United States. That was a really was niche a, joke. I'm sorry. Was, <laughs> Why specifically in the U.S.? But because nowhere else sounds like Oregonian. <laughs> is there places outside of the U.S. that you could be closer to being a Skyrim Listen, lizard person? <laughs> I, I, I am not like a, a geography whiz, alright? <laughs> So I don't know. That's the answer. Floridians, Floridians are pretty damn close, though. Let's. Be I mean, real. yes, they're lizard people in a totally different way. Yeah. I mean, and, and they can breathe underwater, so you know, there's that. Of course, there's right? That. Yeah. <laughs> so, Speaking of news. Tonight, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But no one's gonna ask me what I'm drinking. No, no, no. What are you what drinking? Are you drinking? <laughs> Tonight, I'm, 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 I feel challenged by what Shotgun did on the last episode, so I have taken it in a different direction. In honor of the fact that we are in the pre-holiday season, oh, I have no. made a pre-holiday drink. And it is Sprite mixed okay. with whipped cream vodka. Okay. Mm. Okay. It tastes divine. That sounds really good. Yeah. It is really good. Wow. Um, you got to come up with a name for that shit. Though. Um. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll work on it. Put out a poll. <laughs> All right. Uh, news, Tyler. Because yes. you came to tell us something new. News. So we were talking about cyberpunk. And when talking about cyberpunk, I think it's only fair to mention Japan because the world of cyberpunk is so heavily influenced by, you know, modern Japan. So. Like the Arasaka Corporation. Of course. One of those two big corporations. Uh, but like you, prevalent corporations. Yeah. You talk about like a cyberpunk city. Like I, I watched a documentary recently about people who live in cyber cafes, right? Uh-huh. 
So basically it's like a, a room the size of a bathroom with a nice computer in it. You pay pretty cheap for the night and people live there 24 seven. Um, which is like wild, wild to think about, but like they're just, I don't know. They're in a different time, a different place than us, you know, in the rest of the world. So all that being said, um, Japan, uh, the, the Japanese prime minister has just announced that he's going to make it so that you do not need any visa to enter the country. Yeah. And there's also no, there's also no limit to how many people can come in. So like literally everybody in the whole fucking world could decide to go to Japan Wasting and legally Japan <laughs> guess I'm getting my car shipped over so I can go street racing. There you go. <laughs> Get a Japanese motorcycle, man. That's how you do it. But you can't drift on those easily. I want to mess around with my car. You might not be No, I can't. I'd love to be able to. Okay. Oh yeah, but personal news on my end, I finally got my uh, driver's side rear tire patch today. Because I've had a slow leak on it where I've had to refill it once, maybe twice a week, depending on how much I drive. Finally got it patched. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad I don't have to be like, oh, I gotta wake up early for work because I gotta go get air in my tire again. Nice. Every time I accelerate in my car, it makes a sneezing noise. Like a really soft, like cute, feminine sneeze. Just a little choo. Like just like that choo. I think it's my transmission. You know, um, either transmission my, or maybe intake. My car used to do something like that after the catalytic, someone tried to steal the catalytic converter. Oh, uh, exhaust. They failed. They failed. Yes, they failed. Well, no, they succeeded. Oh, okay. The third time. <laughs> it was <laughs> a funny story for later, but um, but uh, yeah, I went to go get it, you know, repaired. And, Seems a little uh, far. And um, you know, I was driving up to my uh, grandparents' house after I got repaired, and I heard this like noise, like whenever I accelerated. And it was because before they just sawzalled the whole pipe, they tried to unscrew it right at the, uh, you know, intake or whatever. So, yeah. like, yeah. the entire exhaust was, like, disconnected. Like, the screws were disconnected from where uh, it actually goes up into the engine. Oh. And so, like, whenever I was accelerating, it was, like, wobbling and sucking in air from there. Which was not good for the vehicle, but it's a Toyota, so you could literally like drive it through a burning building, and you know it just looked bad. But it's yeah, accurate. So you know, um, but yeah, maybe check on that. Make sure all the nuts and bolts on the bottom are properly fastened. In place. Yeah, How I'm gonna have to take it in sometime. Oh, it's uh, thirteen years old. Okay. It might just be rusted out in the bottom. My car, before I got the new exhaust put on, had a bad exhaust leak, and it made, like, a wheezing sound more so when I accelerated. This is a Texan car. Like, Texan cars don't rust because of how ass-dry it is here, and there's yeah, also never any salt. That's fair. supposed to get them inspected, like, once a year, too? Yeah. 
Our inspection is so easy. It's like, does it run? Does it have a horn that honks? Can you use your signals? Alright, but also Tyler. No. No other state requires you to get in and Does California know? That's that's messed up. I'm pretty sure California, California is pretty like, restrictive. I know they're restrictive on like what you can like like fuel compliance and stuff like that at certain yeah. cities or like going to oh. like that. But I think that's just like if you get if they suspect you're not complying with the laws, then you have to get inspection. <laughs> I gotcha. think I'm not sure. That's no, another bit of news. California has said that they're gonna go completely electric vehicles by I think it was 2025. Yeah, so uh, by 2030, Elon Musk will be the Lord King of California. Um, I mean, honestly, probably the Lord King of Mars and the Moon and whatever the fuck else. <laughs> California will just okay. Look, California will be the capital of Elon Musk's empire, which will mostly be on. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. All of California right. will be the Earth Embassy for the Elon Republic yeah. of Mars. <laughs> Ex exactly. Look, no, no, no sovereign nation currently is going to, like, cede their territory to Elon Musk. But if he gets to the moon first, you just know he's going to put, like, a bunch of combat nets on there. So <laughs> no one else can show up. Uh, and he's just going to start his own, like, anarcho-capitalist Honestly. And instead of instead of Arasaka, it'll be some like Ilasaka. It'll be just Tesla. Arasaka no. is Tesla. <laughs> Changes the emblem, it's like Hold up. Hold up. Where's Johnny Silverhand? You can totally see Elon Musk writing his entire personality onto a device though. You could totally see that motherfucker doing that shit. Yeah, oh, but, yeah. Dude, okay, so here's one of the things. I know we're supposed to be talking about the anime today. Yeah. I want to talk about yeah. some cyberpunk <laughs> just weird stuff for a second. Okay, okay. So, okay, okay. so cyberpunk, you know, from my I don't know when the world of cyberpunk was, like, created, um, like, in terms of, like, the fiction, but, like, I know it was, like, this idea, it was kind of, like, sci-fi originally, where it was, like, this is the future. This is, like, the, the, you know, hypothetical bad ending of the world. <laughs> um, and then there's a re there's several references, though. Like, for example, the terrorist attack. I don't know if it goes into more detail later in the story on what happened and, like, when that happened, but I did the math. That terrorist attack happened in, like, 2027. So mm -hmm. it, like, happens in, like, five years. Yeah. There is a reference to one of those like neural vid things that you plug in, like the VR things, that was created in twenty twenty three. Like they like remade a classic film essentially from twenty twenty three. And I'm like, Oh, that's like next year. That's weird. <laughs> so it's like this is almost like Cyberpunk is now no longer future, it's just an alternate universe. I yeah. mean, it's not too alternate, though. Like, you know, Elon Musk has um, the Neuralink, right? Which Yeah, no, that's that's like, what I'm sitting here. I'm like, you know what? People in actual 2077 are going to be, like, they're going to find the game Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> and they're like, oh, this was such an optimistic look at the future! <laughs> 
At least they had cool cars. At least they had. It's like none of us even have our flesh bodies anymore. We're all just (laughs) brains and tubes. You just see some dude walking down the street. Mantis blades. Jeff Bezos have just like made every car like round. Every car is pea shaped. It's just a bullet. There are no sports cars. They run on a 12-volt battery. <laughs> Slap a couple double A's into that motherfucker. <laughs> uh, what's yours run? Oh, mine I upgraded it. It runs triple A's, yeah? Mine runs two 12-volts, boy. <laughs> that's like, that's like the, the, the 12-volt cars are like the fucking, like, uh, like, uh, semi-trucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you have the smart cars, which, like, run on the watch batteries. <laughs> uh, you have to get replaced once a year. <laughs> let's dive way more in-depth with the cyber to- uh, cyberpunk topic. I'm talking like I'm drunk, but I'm stone cold sober. It's, it's your let's dive into your, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's dive into cyberpunk in the after show. What is okay, our first right. topic for fan base games? Uh, I have a good one. Oh, okay, yeah, go ahead. Black Mesa. Black Mesa. Ooh. Okay. Are you, are you familiar, Micah? Uh, no, I'm not even familiar. Like, I'm familiar with the games that it is like based, based off on, of. but I haven't actually played them. Yeah. So, so here, yeah. I'll give a quick rundown. Black Mesa is a remaking yeah, of Shotgun's Half-Life. Yeah, Shotgun's giving me a look like, really? What? You haven't played Half-Life? <laughs> yeah, no, I have not played Half-Life. <laughs> Dude, they're gems. It's, it's oh, a remake. They are? It's fantastic, honestly. Yeah. Half-Life 1 and 2 are both, like, they shouldn't be good now, yeah. but they are. Like, they're they are. totally the, still worth your time. Here's the thing. They're PC exclusives, mm. and I was not, like, a PC gamer when they were super popular. Like I realize they're still classics, but like they're not like they're not like super popular. I played it through so, like, two, years two years ago. Two years ago, I played them. They were not popular. Or, I mean, they're they're like well known, but it's not like everybody was going and fucking playing the game. Oh no, I get what you're saying. Know? That's just that's just my reasoning of like yep. why as to why I have not played. Them. We'll we'll put it on the back burner. And uh, we'll we'll do a Half Life yeah, yeah. Two episode. <laughs> Make me go play through. I mean, that's like kind of what happened with Cyberpunk, honestly. You can you can beat Half Life and Half Life Two. Like if six you figure hours. out the yeah, if you figure out the puzzles quick enough, you can finish both games in so an evening. Yeah, well, I haven't played VR. that. I'd love to that. play that. I would love to shit my pants when well, a head crab comes just, and jumps at me. Yeah. They had to make something, but they knew they couldn't call it Half-Life. would die. <laughs> no. The, the scariest thing at you is literally um, you don't even know where in the story it is. You're crawling through like trip mine field in a location. And head crabs are trying to jump on you while you're also trying to avoid these laser trip mines. Because if you trip one, the entire place goes up. So you yeah, restart that, that some checkpoint. Like, I, I just, I need that kind of adrenaline rush in my life. Like, that sounds nice. Oh, it's insane, dude. 
I haven't so played anyway, Super Fire yet, but it's insane. I hear there's some crazy legal drugs you can do to get, like, a kind of adrenaline high. <laughs> Someone was telling me about before the podcast. <laughs> hmm. But we're not allowed to talk about that. <laughs> we wouldn't want to share that person's secrets, right? <laughs> What do you mean, guys? I'm sober. <laughs> I'm totally sober. It's fine. Everything's great. Continue. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. I hate okay. you both. So, Black Mesa. It is a remake of Half-Life 1 uh, that just makes it much prettier. And recently, I think it was actually 2020 or 2021, they released... A extension to uh, Half-Life 1 um, where you go into the alien realm. Uh, I haven't played through that part yet, but it was long awaited. Like, literally, I think it was like seven or eight years between the release of Black Mesa and the release of the extension. And they were working on it that whole time. So, Black Mesa has a lot of respect for me because I played through the base game. I played through Black Mesa after that. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, and it was just obviously a labor of love because they had to recreate oh, you know the what? whole thing. I remember hearing about this actually. Because this one, this isn't, it's not actually that old, is it? It's like three or four years old, right? At most. Black Mesa itself, I think, is 2016 or something like okay. that. Yeah. But the, the extension for it came out pretty recently. I can actually just okay. go look at it on Steam. Yeah, I actually, I actually remember hearing about this and people. Like I said, I haven't played Half-Life, so I didn't get super hyped for it, but I remember a lot of people in, like, the, uh, you know, who were fans of Half-Life were super hyped about it. Holy crap. Yeah. Okay, so Black Mesa was released, actually, in 2012. Okay. So it is 10 years old, and the extension is called Zen. X-E-N. Um, and that came out pretty recently i'm not really seeing when but you know it's it's new um that that portion of the game and it added i think several hours of content to the base game oh yeah it's yeah. it's so widely acclaimed that people like it is considered the way to play half-life one like you don't go download yeah. half-life no, one you, you, don't you go buy black mesa yeah. <laughs> It it basically brings Half Life One to the same graphical standard as Half Life Two. Yeah, roundabout. So it's not which like is still like Tony Hawk Pro job. Skater, but it's still yeah. nice. Like you yeah, turn yeah, all the settings awful. on max, and you're like, okay, this is still. I could see how this game was like, holy crap! Right, was the bleeding edge? Yeah. Yeah. Just wait till you go to a uh, Ravenholm, Micah. It's a fun. Sunny, gorgeous place. Of course. I feel like I've done it. You know what another... You know, I, I just had a thought. Like, you know, a lot of people, when they think about fan games, is they think about, like, games like that that are, like, inspired by other video games. Yeah. But, you know, the fan games I think I have the most experience with are actually games that, like, like horror games, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, if, if we, well, 
they stretched the definition of fan game enough. The original Slender games were fan games. Uh, like, I see where you're going, and I was thinking about yeah. this beforehand, because I wanted to yeah. make the argument that uh, the tank dating simulator is actually a fan game of World War II. <laughs> 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 you, you haven't heard of the tank dating sim? No, 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 no. I have, but also, like, oh, are there Sherman. Uh, are there fans of World War II? <laughs> like the traditional like, did people? Are there people that really just enjoyed that arc of human history <laughs> when we were like? You know that there are. Oh, like, we had a, when we had like a fascist regime taking over, like half of the western world <laughs> that's when people were having a fun time <laughs> some people probably were <laughs> some people probably were yeah yeah so uh you know i i see where you're going but instead uh, with yeah. a serial killer right like like that's the idea <laughs> well 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 actually the slender the whole thing with uh, the Slender lore, it was originally just, like, Slenderman was originally created on the uh, Something Awful forums as part of competition, and then something that had, like, a similar progress in, in more recent history is uh, the Backrooms. God, um, I love the the Backrooms, yes. man. So good. Yes, where I think, I think you were with us for this when we played did you play the backrooms game with us? Yep, yeah, when what, uh, what when our... Garrett organized it all, and then we excluded <laughs> him like a bunch of dicks. Yeah, yeah. Dude. We, so we had this, we had this game. I think, I think, I think Garrett was the one that found it. I think one of our other friends found it, but uh, Garrett was the one that organized this event, and <laughs> we were like, we had done this before with another horror game. Yeah, uh, where we just like switched. We basically watched one person play and like they they had to be deafened in the discord server and streaming their video so it was basically like a private let's play kind of deal um and we would just like get kicks out of watching them get freaked out so we figured we'd do the same thing with this one however this one was four players and we had five people so it's like <laughs> oh we'll just have you know when, like, we'll go through and, like, when everyone dies, we'll switch out. The person who died first will switch out. And then... Like, we, we didn't die. Playing, and we just didn't die. The game is so... First of all, it takes forever. But it was, like, this is... I, I forget what the game was actually called. It was a Backrooms theme. I think it was called, like, Into the Backrooms or something Yeah, like Into that. the Backrooms or something like that. But uh, the game was so forgiving in terms of death. Like, in order to permanently die, like, there's a resurrection mechanic, essentially. So you would die, you would get killed by a monster or something like that. And then you would, like, as a disembodied ghost, wander through the back rooms and find, try and find this, like, right door and walk through it. And then you would get revived um, with none of your stuff anymore. And it's a object-finding puzzle game. So if you lost your stuff, you had to go back. <laughs> like the first few deaths were decently scary, but then after that, like it just got tedious. It was tedious, yeah. and you you got the exact same jump scare every single time you died. You know, and like that's just it's not it's not yeah. scary anymore. And I feel like I feel like that's the thing that happens with a lot of fan games. To be honest, is like uh, they have 
they, they get you with the premise of it, like the attachment to the, the thing that you're a fan of, presumably. Um, and they suck you in, and then it's just like, oh, this isn't actually a very high-quality game, even for an indie studio. Like, this is pretty low-effort and repetitive. <laughs> um, and that's a, that's a trap that that game falls into, and I feel like a lot of other games fall into. Like, Into the Backrooms, I feel like it just tried to be, like, too long, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been okay as, like, a 30-minute run. Mm -hmm. And then you could, like, redo it. That would have been fine. Yeah. But, like, it was, in reality, like, probably six or seven hours to actually get through, like, the thing. Yeah, or or if it had actual permadeath, where it's, like, you know, you actually died and were just out of the game. Yeah, like, add some difficulty. Or you could make it a cat-and-mouse game, you know, akin to, like, Dead by Daylight, right? Have the players be the monsters, and also yeah. the... Well, well, see, that's the thing, is the game itself was actually, like, it was pretty difficult, but its difficulty came from the fact that you had to stand around trying to figure out puzzles while this yeah. monster that was actually pretty easy to avoid would just come and harass you sometimes. So you would just be, like, trying to solve the puzzle while the monster is chasing you. Um, and then that's when it became difficult, and that's when... My, my <laughs> absolute favorite moment was I was running from a monster. Brayden saw me. I remember this. I, no, that wasn't Brayden. That was me. Oh, that was you. <laughs> yeah. You saw me and came out... <laughs> You came out of, like, the hiding place because you can hide from the monsters by, like, being inside of a locker or whatever. So he comes out because he sees me, and I beeline to the locker that he was in, get into it, and he gets... Okay, so... Okay, so I get into the locker that he was hiding in, and the monster murders him because he can't get in the locker with me. He was trapped out there. The moment I was thinking of was a similar moment. Where uh, fucking Brayden and I, okay, uh, who was one of the other people that was playing with us, uh, we were, and Tyler was there too. We're, sit, we're sitting in this room trying to solve this puzzle. Brayden and I hear the sound of the monster coming, and there's two lockers in the room, and we both start sprinting, and we go into the lockers, and Atu's just like, hey, what you guys doing? And then he sees the monster, and he's like, oh, fuck no! And he starts sprinting, and he sprints over to the locker that I'm in. And I'm in the locker, so he can't get it. He sprints into the one that Brayden's in, and he can't get it, because he's in that way. He's like, fuck you guys, and starts sprinting in the opposite direction. And, this and I get killed. Me, this is infinitely more hilarious when you take into the effect that, like, into account that you have proximity chat in this game. So we're not in Discord chat. We're in proximity chat. So, like, we just hear "fuck you guys" going off into the distance, <laughs> <laughs> and then we never see him again for like thirty minutes. Because <laughs> when you respawn after like reviving, it takes like three or so minutes to revive on average, I think. And then once you respawn, you're in like a random part of the back room, so you have to like navigate your way back by memory. <laughs> see the back rooms. It's interesting because the back rooms originally isn't supposed to have monsters in it. It's supposed to be a liminal space. 
Well, see, that's the thing is is you have you kind of have. Um, that's, well, that's why that's I was talking about for a multiplayer like, game. It has to have something. Well, that's why I was talking about the uh, Slenderman esque permutation of it. Yeah, kind of the backrooms follow the same like uh, evolution as Slenderman did. Yeah, because Slenderman yeah. originally was just this tall guy that stood in the woods and was kind of creepy, and then they added like gave him powers and lore and stuff like that in the games and various YouTube like stuff that came out. Um, the backrooms go, went through a similar thing. I don't know if you're familiar with this shotgun, but like the there is a, a YouTube channel right now that's doing a backroom series. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's where a lot of the lore from the backrooms comes from. Well, actually, oh, okay. wait a second. There is yeah. all the, like, Kane Pixels, right? The guy who's doing yeah. the YouTube series. He is doing this rendition of the backrooms, which the backrooms, for whatever reason, there was, like, levels made, and each of the yes. levels had their own monsters and their own challenges or whatever. This was well before he was making videos. I don't know why. But um, he is, like, recreating it in a way that looks almost, like, you know, feasible. Like, it's impossible still, but, like, it's not a floating teeth and eyeballs, you know? It's, like some scary fungus monster, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, creepypasta forums are going to be creepy, so, you know, they, they're going to take everything, every internet fad that you see right. and turn it into a creepypasta. So, you know, that's another source of a lot of the modifications that happen to, like, lore and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, those are the kind of fan games that I always think are interesting, even when they're bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh no, yeah. I don't know if you guys played uh Pony Island, I think it was called. No? Don't say No, I it's it's not furries. I think I have the wrong name too actually. Oh, it was the <laughs> the hex is what it was called. No? As opposed to like the my little pony fan game that you were thinking of. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I think Pony Island was another uh, game made by the same guy, which mm. I haven't played through, but I was like looking at. Um, the hex, um, on the other hand, is like essentially my my best description is that it is a game that jumps between genres mid game. You'll go from eight okay. bit to 16 to 3d um and then back into like a side scrolling you'll do jrpg and all of it is extremely inspired by other genres i guess is the best way to put it um Interesting. It, it's one of those games that it's like it kind of wears its inspiration on its sleeve which i guess isn't the exact same as a fan game you know but it's similar Maybe um, one that we could on in the same line of reasoning, right? Have you guys played through The Binding of Isaac? No, uh, I have not. I have not. No. I've oh, seen okay. gameplay on it though. Micah, have you seen anything of it? Uh, you know, I, I'm sure I have. I haven't. Uh, you know. Okay, so it's like it's super inspired by the original Zelda, right? And and it is obvious super obvious and the the creator has said as much about it um you know and like i guess that is kind of a big stretch as far as calling it a fan game but like when when the inspiration is so clear you know well i mean you know you know like i, I feel like that counts like 
you know, uh, fucking, what is it? Fifty Shades of Grey without playing. <laughs> that's a fan fiction. I guess the binding of my skin. Wait, are we talking about fan fiction? No, <laughs> definitely not. That is not Thank you for joining us on the Boise Dude Podcast. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> someone more educated on that topic, I think, to talk about. Yeah, no, I, I don't think we know. will. Oh, no, no, Tyler and I both know a few people that uh, would do that. I bet you do. Honestly, don't doubt that. there's a lot of people like that at our school. <laughs> Term said the hex was made by the guy who made inscription. That makes sense. There you go. Yeah, inscription. Yeah, I think. Sense. Let me let me look at his page and determine if Pony Island was actually made by him or if it just reminded. Yeah, yeah. Pony Island is another one from the same guy. I actually don't know what it it is about. Oh, oh, a knife? It's not a knife. It is a flask. Hey, I have perfectly in my flask. Heck yeah! But it's like I've got a flask somewhere. I don't know where it's at though. Completely change the topic. This is REI sponsoring. This is this is practice. But it's like you know, it's it's uh. Is there an easy way to fill it, or do you have to fill it through that tiny mouth hole? I mean, it's not a really tiny mouth hole. Okay, on the camera, it looks like it. Yeah. No, it's it's more than enough to get you really fucked up. (laughs) I mean, oh yeah, that's the same one. Yeah, and it's like it it advertises. It advertises itself as being like. um, Riverproof, I think. So, like, it won't rust if you just drop it in the river. <laughs> but, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, this thing has me really well. It's super, just strong. Mm-hmm. Alright. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, well, with what with the price of it was, it's like, what, like, $40? Yeah. It was like How about 40 this? 45 How about this? Once I'm able to have alcohol again, we're doing an episode where we're all drinking out of that same flask. You know, if one. if we can find somebody too, maybe we could get the wasted youths inscribed on these. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be that pretty kick-ass. That would be nice. I mean, I mean, my uh, I know someone that has like um, engraving machines, so like it does laser. They have maybe, a maybe, laser. maybe. Yeah. You guys can come up here. We could go camping. We could do a camping. Episode. Hell yeah. We could do a, a horror camping episode because oh, horror is absolutely the best when you're out in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. That would be good. Sure. <laughs> All right, now that I've completely derailed the entire episode. <laughs> Shotgun, what's your favorite uh, fan game? So, no I don't. Games allowed. Ah, oh, dang it! That was my plan. No, um, I don't remember the name of it. The game Super Liminal made me think about it. It's uh, all about, yeah, it's all about liminal spaces, which the back room is. Well, there's hundreds of different liminal space ideas. Like there's one where you're walking through IKEA shopping, and like you turn a corner, and then suddenly you're trapped in a totally empty IKEA, and it's infinite. 
Like you can walk in a straight line for miles, and it's just IKEA. That's a that's an SCP. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. But okay, actually though, like just an abandoned IKEA. Oh, it'd be creepy. That's a really cool premise for a liminal space. Now that I'm thinking about it, like not like just like you know devoid of people, but like with all the advertising and like merchandise removed. Mm. So it's just like these. It's like super weird architecture when you just look at it completely stripped of anything inside of it. Like it's just these randomly assorted malls and shit. It's the same thing with like abandoned malls. You walk oh, yeah. in those and there's like grass growing up through the concrete and stuff and you're like this is bizarre. I shouldn't be here. It's yeah, it's that feeling. <laughs> there's actually a lot of abandoned malls that are still safe so you're not technically trespassing. <laughs> but um yeah, there's a liminal space game where you you're like skateboarding or something. It's a cutscene. And you fall, you like drive through a shadow and fall, and you land in the back rooms. And you work your way up through like six different, I'll call them realms. And it's like the back rooms, and then there's a like uh, indoor water park liminal space. And then there's like an apartment complex liminal space. And then there's a, there's like, a small suburban town liminal space where it's literally one street and you look over and you see a shadow of someone standing, but you walk into the house and they're gone. But then you see a table and rain boots like knocked over on the floor and there's a fire going and you're like, Shotgun, that's literally just the town you used to live in. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> all right, it that's had more than one street, that, all right. That, 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 is, that is literally Gosport, Indiana. <laughs> Not doxing you because no one in your family lives there anymore. <laughs> That's true. That's true. No, we're close. And additionally, like, who would fucking go there, right? Like... I would. Gosport, Indiana is dope. <laughs> it is fun. It is fun. Gosport, Indiana, devoid of people, could be a liminal space in and of itself. <laughs> look, look, you can go, like, okay, honestly, here's my goal, okay? Get this podcast to be, like, the most popular podcast in the world, okay? <laughs> like, dethrone Joe Rogan. Okay. okay. And then just, like, make Gosport, Indiana the constantly referenced place on the podcast. <laughs> so, like, it becomes a tourist town based purely on fans of this podcast, okay? <laughs> and then we go there, and, then and they we have a pub. Wasted oh. merch, <laughs> merch there. Yes. We, we, we have the Wasted our- Pub. <laughs> We give, we license out our logo to put on like one bar. <laughs> There's actually a uh, shop for sale right now that has like a three bedroom apartment up above the shop. We could totally all three just rent that out and then run the wasted use uh, pub and podcast down below. <laughs> Fuck it, let's. <laughs> We just might have a pit bull and a lab running around if that's right. Oh, we'll have my wife running around too, so it's okay. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. All the girls can go like I don't know to the gazebo or something while we're live. 
<laughs> By all the girls, did you mean the two dogs as well? Is that is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, obviously you know, the girlfriend, that's... and then Micah if he finds a lady suitable for him. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> there is, you call there me out, plenty. No, there is no woman suitable for me. There are none. There are there are none that meet It's okay. You got the homies. Have you tried men? <laughs> the homies got your back. <laughs> Some come quick though. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, no. I should have waited till you took a drink. That would have totally <laughs> made you spit it out. We got savage shot. <laughs> <laughs> games you're you're a, um, a fan of. I, kind of I mean there's the one that we played last week that is SRB yeah which yeah. Um, in my opinion is like it's like peak fan game because like okay so there have been it's sonic cult following yeah there's been sonic kart racing games before okay they exist however this is a sonic kart racing game in like the style of the original mario kart run so like it's uh you know, a 16-bit car racing. Yeah. Um, which, and, and in my opinion, has the coolest fucking drifting mechanics of any kart racing game ever. Um, I did not, full confession here, I never learned to drift in any kart racing game until, or like drift properly, I should say, yeah. like use it advantageously, until I started playing SRB2K. Um, because it just makes... It's so rewarding to be able to drift in that game. But um, I also feel like by doing that, it captures the essence of the source material, which is Sonic the Hedgehog, which is just being, you know, totally radical to you. Gotta um, go fast, baby. <laughs> gotta go fast. Gotta go fast, yeah. Um, and because it's a fan game and it's an open source fan game, like, there's tons of people that have, like, uh, that have modded it and stuff, um, and added extra characters. And actually, in the base game, there's a ton of non-Sonic characters that you can play. Like, you can play Doom Guy in yep. uh, SRB. Okay. Uh, you can also be uh, Link, but he just yeah. runs. He's not in a cart. He's just got that's his little 8-bit... That's not actually. That's a mod. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. like, in the mod, he's got his yes. little 8-bit legs just... <laughs> And that's, that's the other drift, he turns around and just stares into your soul. <laughs> that's that's the other cool thing about uh, SRB2K is that, uh, like, uh, when you play online, it automatically you know downloads all the mods and stuff you need in order to play on the server that you're on, which is something that you see you know in Steam games a lot, but not so much in fan games like usually if you want to play on even on like a minecraft server a lot of the times you will have to download the mods that they use on the minecraft server in yeah. order to join that server so like you know that's a really cool feature there um probably a probably a cybersecurity issue 
I would <laughs> assume, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Shotgun's just sitting here like, man, I can't believe I did that. I, I can't believe I let my computer run on that game. <laughs> I deleted it as soon as we were done. I I love fan-based games, but once it's downloaded from third party, I don't trust it. Ah, uh, okay. Um, see, see, that's the thing, is, I, the game itself, like, I trust plenty. Like, the, the original, the download for the game, because it has such a vibrant fan base. Like, yeah. if there was, like, malware on it, someone would be like, hey, someone would sound the alarm, there's fucking malware on here. Um, yeah. Especially because it's an open source game where like yeah. you have a bunch of tech heads that are playing it. Um, not everyone that's playing it is a tech head, but there's a lot of them in there, and someone would find that and say, "Hey, this is a problem." Um, but I do, but I do imagine that there are some exploits like on playing on random servers and stuff like that. They could download some malicious software onto your computer and jump onto the random server. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, SRB two K was fun. So it was a good night. Yeah. It was. The sound kind of gave me a headache, though. That's fair. It did. It was very grainy. Why didn't you turn it off? I can't play games with no sound. I love how you turned into like a human chihuahua when he questioned you. Like you, you pulled like the chihuahua face. You know, like the, like eyes. Like like that's what I do usually when I play it. Is uh, I just turn like I'll turn the music all the way down. Oh yeah, I turn the like, music some, off. Play like some vaporwave on my phone or something like that. Ooh. Yeah, see, it's astonishing to me that you didn't play Cyberpunk sooner, Mister Vaporwave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I, I turned the music off in Cyberpunk too. And played <laughs> not, Bro, the, not, cyber, the, not the car radio. Wave in I, there. I, I, oh no, uh, just the standard music in the game is phenomenal. You oh, have yeah, oh, to keep oh, that on. Oh yeah. no, it definitely it definitely is. Um, I don't do it like every time. Like I don't do it every time with SRB two K either. Like honestly, there's some there's some box on SRB two K. The um, Daytona Speedway uh, soundtrack on that. Uh, you know, listen to the lyrics of that song. It's a deep. <laughs> you know the uh, the teenage girl song. Who's, everyone who's played that is listening to it, and it's, everyone's just like uh, listening to the podcast right now. Who's played SRB two K? Daytona <laughs> Speedway, <laughs> and those are that's literally the only lyrics to the fucking song. <laughs> it just repeats that over and again. Well, actually, to be fair, it's do 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 Daytona. <laughs> Accurate, and you're just like drifting the third time in a row. You're like, he said Daytona more times than I have inhaled this entire game. My head. <laughs> it's 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 a bop though. To each their own, Micah. <laughs> to each their own. 
Yeah, the um, what's your favorite uh, cyberpunk song? Favorite cyberpunk song? Um, fucking. Actually, the uh, one that is the intro for the anime is my uh, favorite the... Can you can you hum a little bit of it? Uh, no, I can't. It's actually not hummable. <laughs> but um, it is also in the game. I don't know if they added it to the game after the anime came out, but I was walking by it was like in there. I was walking by a radio uh, in the game at one point that I heard that I'm like, oh, that's the theme song from the anime. Yeah, uh, no, it was in it already. Okay, all right. My my favorite. Sure. It's a bop. My favorite one is the Teenage Outlaw one. Okay. Like it, it's I, it's yeah, also it's in the. the it goes uh. I was a teenage outlaw with no worries on my mind, but now I'm getting older. My heart is getting colder all the time, and it's like punk. It's it's so uh-huh. fucking good. Uh huh. There's a lot of good. There's okay. So there's so the cool thing about cyberpunk. I was I was actually appreciating the music today, um, like just in the uh, different radio stations that play stuff. Yeah. There's. There's like, and it's weird, like the diversity of music they have. Of course, they have punk music in there, but they've got punk music. They've got got Cardi B style rap. Yeah, they've got hip hop. They've got electronic music that's just like synth core stuff. And then they have metal. metal. Yeah, they've got some fucking awesome metal. I just (laughs) like fucking right before we jumped on the stream, I fucking you know hijacked one of the. gangs cars or whatever and it just started blasting this metal i'm like rock on man this is fucking awesome (laughs) they've got like good normal rock too like the stuff from johnny silverhand is actually kick-ass yeah it is yeah it is well uh we're at the almost 59 minute mark is there anything else on fan-based games we want to talk about before we close out the podcast session um, I do not. What is what is a fan game? If it has been made, but you don't know about it, or if it hasn't been made, what is a fan game you would love to see? Ah, oh, what a good question. Ooh, that's a good ending question. Oh, this is this um, is what we're getting out of sober Dom. <laughs> Very thoughtful but obvious question. <laughs> yep. Um, let's see. Fan game that I would like to see made. Um. Honestly, this might fall outside the scope of fan game. So actually, no one talks. I, think I've I mean, there's a Star Wars fan game I want to see made, but honestly, a AAA studio would be more up to the task of the kind mm. of gotcha. But you know that AAA studios make ass Star Wars games every time they try. Except for uh, uh, Bounty Hunter. That one was a bop. Battlefront. I never heard of it. Battlefront was pretty good. Yeah, but like that was when like AAA studios were basically indie studios. Um... They're like, this is a totally finished game. Here, we'll come out with another one in two years. And we're not now even gonna like... microtransaction your ass. <laughs> There's no cosmetics. Um, 
you know what? Actually, a Star Wars fan game that I would love to be see made is um, a Star Wars Death Star dating simulator. Okay. <laughs> there is a dating surface for all of the employees that work on the Death Star. All, oh, okay. Like, several I see. million of them, and you're fucking you're, you're in that. That's that's that's. The and game. you've got like the subplot of like maybe there's a rebel or two in the dating pool, yeah. and like they're like there's sleeper like, agents, you know? <laughs> there's like there's like a boffin, <laughs> but which like because like that's the whole like thing of the. In the original trilogy, they talk about how, like, the Bothan spies got the plans for the second Death Star, uh. and that's... <laughs> but anyone who's played... Anyone who's played Star Wars Battlefront knows that Bothans look like fucking weird lizard people. <laughs> and so, like, yeah. Weird, hairy lizard people, and so it's like... <laughs> it's, it's just one of those in, like poorly fitting stormtrooper armor and like the stormtrooper had like just <laughs> on their head sideways a little bit <laughs> like in the lego star wars love it that's a good one I feel like an indie studio could handle that too yes an indie studio oh, yeah. definitely could handle that oh my goodness I'm going to have to my headphones are dying so for the first post show I might have to switch my so, Do you not have an additional battery with yours? Nope. <laughs> Stop flexing your fucking batteries. Jesus no, Christ. No, like, I was thinking like battery or plug-in or whatever. Something I, easier than swapping headsets. Uh, you know, I do. I just don't have a convenient space to plug it into. Ah, uh, okay. Well, since uh, Micah's headset my is dying. PC are covered up and I can't plug it just into the wall right here because I don't have a lock plug. Got you. Um, let me see. A fan-made game that I would love to see made. Hmm. There's so many out there now. Um, I would love to see a fan-made game of, like, the Armored Core series, where instead of powering the mech, I've kind of talked about this before, but you're playing from the POV of the pilot. So instead of a big third person view of the huge mech, you're sitting there and you're looking around at the HUD, pulling levers and stuff. It'd probably have to be VR. I um, I mean, something close probably. Yeah, but I think that would be really cool. Like directly fan made of Armored Core though. Like following that storyline, similar weapons, mechanics, all that stuff. Because, tell you what, man, I've been looking for an Armored Core game on PC that scratches that itch, and there aren't any. None. And I've tried so many. <laughs> my uh, Audacity is recording through my headset. So I can't. Well, that's fine. We're we're closing out. Unless Autry has a fan base game. I do. I think I'll have some fun audio editing because I've just been tossing it around yeah. on my desk. <laughs> it's gonna be muted. <laughs> I'll probably give that more. I can send it to you. <laughs> yes, Autry, you got a fun fan game. That, uh, you wanna, you wanna propose? 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I want a proper Wizarding World of Harry Potter RPG. That's what I want. Oh, okay. All yeah. the ones that we've released thus far have, have sucked hard. Like, I grew up on Harry Potter, so, like, getting one that's, like, no, not just, like, Hogwarts. It's, like, the entire fucking oh, wizarding world. Okay. Yeah, like, I that would be sick. I think this one is just Hogwarts, so... Okay. Still cool. What, what's it called? Let me, uh, let me just, uh, uh, yoink that. I do not remember off the top of my head. I'm sure if you look up Harry Potter game coming out soon, Hundred percent. Got it. Yeah, I think that'll be about it for the episode tonight. Um, and uh, you know, stick around if you are interested in hearing us talk a little bit more about Cyberpunk because that's what I think we're talking about in the middle of the show. Yeah. Uh, if you're on the podcast, uh, I guess you're missing out on that. Sorry. Tune in for the future. <laughs> Uh, or watch the VOD if, uh, you know, the VOD will be up for about, like, a week. Uh, uh two weeks. Two, two weeks, weeks, I think it is. The VOD will be up yeah. for two weeks after the pod, or, yeah, after the stream, so, you know, it, it'll be up if you find it, if you want to see the post show. Uh, aside from that, uh, sub, uh, join our Discord, subscribe to our YouTube, and, uh, uh what else do we have? Oh, follow us on Instagram. Um, yeah. Give us your money on Patreon. <laughs> but not until we <laughs> have stuff to put on Patreon. <laughs> uh, links links to all of that will be in the description of the podcast. Uh, and all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, have a good evening. We hope to see you next week. And stay wasted. <laughs> and stay sober. <laughs> <laughs>